It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine on a Friday. Great to be with you. On Twitter, at James Erpine, at Locked On Bengals. Subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcast. A lot to get to today, including one national writer who is digging the Bengals in the 2018 season. I wanted to take a second and thank each and every one of you. This is episode number 400. This is episode 400. That's 400 of the Locked on Bengals podcast. We started this back in uh, a little over two years, or a little under two years ago, excuse me, in 2016. I think it was week five of the 2016 season. Uh, week four or five. It was right after the Bengals lost to Denver. It was the first Locked on Bengals show. And since then, it has grown. Uh, it has been... Such a, a crazy ride. I, I do this, obviously. I, I have my hosting duties on ESPN 1530 and 700 WLW. And I, I can't tell you the amount of times I have someone, whether it's email me, tweet me, or come up to me in person and say, hey, you you, you do Locked On Bengals or you do Locked On Reds, uh, which which I get to uh, get to some. Uh, or I get that some, at least. It's certainly Locked On Reds doesn't have the listenership of Locked On Bengals yet because it's, it's much, much newer. But I just wanted to take a second and thank each and every one of you because when I was asked to do this podcast, when I agreed to terms to do it and launch Locked on Bengals, I had no idea what to expect. I had no idea what it was going to be. There wasn't any daily podcast. It was something that I was open to doing, and I certainly I love the Bengals, covered them anyways. It made sense. But the the idea of doing it and, and, and executing it and it pulling through and it working out and uh, – I mean, honestly, it's been about as well as it could be expected. LockedOnBengals.com is doing well. Uh, We've gotten it on pretty much every podcast platform, including Spotify, which was something that we we set a goal out to do uh, a long time ago. And everything's came to fruition. So I just I wanted to take a second and thank each and every one of you uh, because this is our 400th 400th show. Um, And by the way, if you're new to the podcast, this is something that you're not going to get anywhere else. As we get closer to football season, this is unique because it's daily. You want your daily quick Bengals, you know, six minutes, you know, 16 minutes uh, podcast, 20 minutes on the way home, especially training camp in season, et cetera. This is the place to be. I I mean, the draft, I love the draft, but I'm so damn excited now that training camp's just a couple weeks away. It starts in 20 days. And we're going to give you the most comprehensive training camp coverage there is in podcast form and in written form. I promise you. I'm going to be there every day writing, giving you videos, podcasting as well. It's going to be work, 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 work. And uh, I'm excited for it. That's why I took the time off that I have is because I know once we get going here, it's going to be a a fun, fast-paced uh pedal to the metal type of of grind and i'm excited for it and i couldn't do it without you guys so thank you so much for listening 
and uh, let's dive into it today because there's two things I want to talk about. One is the Bengals and Adam Rank, a guy who picked them to go 2-14 and 14 a couple years ago. He likes them this year, and we'll get to that in just a second. I also want to discuss Tyrod Taylor. He's drawing rave reviews in Browns camp. We'll get to that as well, um, according to, to Jarvis Landry. That, that's something I want to do more of between now and training camp, because once we get to training camp, we're not going to be talking about the Browns or the Ravens or the Steelers. But if the Bengals are going to be successful in 2018, they're going to have to beat the Browns and the Ravens and the Steelers, and they're going to have to have success in the AFC North. And I think that they can, but I also want to get you up to date on that. So we'll get some locked on Browns, locked on Ravens, locked on Steelers. Uh, we'll get those guys on this podcast uh, later in the year or, or later in the, the offseason here, just, to, I don't know, in a week or two and get you up to date on that before training camp starts. But uh, I want to start with this Adam Rank article uh, because he's optimistic. He says five reasons why the Bengals will make the playoffs in 2018. And he says uh, reason number one was the offensive line won't be as offensive. And he mentions Cordy Glenn. He mentions Billy Price. And I agree. I I totally agree. Look, Billy Price is better than what they had. Cordy Glenn is better than what they had. And on NFL.com, I thought this was interesting. Charlie Casserly is a fan of what the Bengals did this offseason. I think they did. I think two things happened here. One, uh, the offensive line will be better. They got Cordy Glenn uh, over from Buffalo. Now, I've been told he's reborn there. He's going to play left tackle. They're very happy they got him. They solidified that position. First round, they took Billy Price from Ohio State, a physical run blocker. They're going to put him at center. So they got better at two positions in the offensive line, solved some major problems. That makes Andy Dalton better. But the other thing that happened is they changed some coaches. Now, they lost some good coaches, but they brought in Terrell Austin, the defensive coordinator from Detroit. I really like this guy. He gets more out of his players production-wise than their ability. And Frank Pollock comes over as the offensive line coach from Cincinnati. What happens is when you change some coaches, you get a rejuvenation in the staff. Bill Glazer, the offensive coordinator, now has a whole year. It revitalizes the whole building, and I think that's what's happened there. That's good. That's Charlie Casserly, NFL.com, and he sounded optimistic. And so that's good, right? Some more optimism. I like that. And uh, Adam Rank, so he gave five reasons. Number one was the offensive line. Two, he says belated returns from the 2017 draft class. He mentions John Ross. He says how the shoulder and the knee bother John Ross. He expects him to be way better this year. He says Ross will now be the subject of various summertime tropes, including a couple of my faves, the best shape of his life and regaining his form. In fact, those stories are already bubbling up. He's here for it, he says. I think he likes Ross, which is good. You know, I'm known as that guy now, like officially. I hung out with uh, a cousin that I mentioned a few days ago on the podcast. He was in town for the 4th of July. And I hung out with some of his friends, and they were like, you're the John Ross guy. That's how they knew me. So uh, I'm, not, I'm all in on John Ross. He also notes Joe Mixon, who I certainly think will have a big impact this year. And then he says, Andy Dalton is better than you think. And he says he likes Dalton as a quarterback. He's developed into a, a, typically, a typically efficient passer who doesn't turn the ball over a lot. That's fair. That's fine. He's efficient. He's okay. And... I think that's fair. I think that's all right. But that's about as, as high as I'm going with Dalton. The, the key to this season is, is Dalton staying healthy and then everything around him being better. Everything around him needs to be the better. The, the wide receivers need to be better. The offensive line needs to be better. The running game needs to be better. And the defense needs to be as good 
if not better. Um, the other two things that Adam mentions, and one was something Charlie mentioned just a second ago, Terrell Austin bringing a new field of the defense. And I agree. I think it's going to have an impact. It will change sometimes matter. When, when you get a new boss, you want to impress that boss. You don't want them thinking that, that you're a slacker. Everything goes out the window day one. And I think Terrell Austin's going to get a lot out of this defense. He certainly wanted to add another safety. They did in Jesse Bates. I think he's going to get a lot about a uh, lot out of William Jackson the third as well, and that's Adam Rank's fifth reason. He says William Jackson has true shutdown cornerback potential. Just ask Antonio Brown, and I agree with those reasons. I agree with those reasons, and and he closed with this, and I, this is like the only point of it I'll read. He said the Bengals have a legitimate chance to reach the playoffs, whether most people realize it or not, and really. You'd much rather be the team being slept on than being the team getting all the love. He says, folks love teams like the 49ers and the Bears, but everyone sleeps on the Bengals. Be cool with that because you have a legit chance. Hey, I hope so. I hope that's the case. I'm serious. I mean, that would be great. I would love. Here's the other thing. The Bengals haven't made the playoffs since Lockdown Bengals started. This is episode 400. I don't want to get to episode 600 and not be in the playoffs. Between now and the season, we'll probably get around to episode 500. And so hopefully by then, we're talking about the playoff-bound Cincinnati Bengals. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Up next, rave reviews for Tyrod Taylor. I'll read those quotes next on the Locked on Bengals podcast. Hey, guys. It's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes... It's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for joining us today on Locked on Bengals. And Jarvis Landry told Rich Eisen that Tyrod Taylor has been amazing. He said, quote, amazing, amazing, man. His leadership, his arm, his accuracy, and he's ready, man. He's the starting quarterback, and I'm sure that obviously the decision is up to Hugh and the offensive staff and the stuff like that. But I'm sure they're highly impressed with what he's done through OTAs and minicamp. And I got to be honest, I don't think Tyrod Taylor's great. I think he's okay. But he was okay last year with a, a good Bills defense and not many weapons. The The Browns have weapons. Duke Johnson is a good back, especially out of the backfield. And it's not just that. Duke Johnson, they just drafted um, the kid from Georgia, Nick Chubb. They signed Carlos Hyde. So that's a 1-2-3 monster in my mind as far as the running game goes. Then you got Tyrod Taylor, who's the best quarterback they've had in a long time. And Baker Mayfield backing him up. Josh Gordon one side, Jarvis Landry in the slot. 
Corey Coleman, who I loved coming out of the draft, a guy who, if he's ever on the block, I want the Bengals to go after. I've talked about it multiple times. He's a good outside threat as well. And so I wouldn't be shocked if the Browns are very competitive this year. That doesn't mean they're going to win nine games. But what I'm saying is is now when the Bengals play the Browns, at least on paper, it's closer than it's been in quite some time. They have pass rushers. They drafted the, the Denzel Ward kid from Ohio State, which I actually really like that pick, even though everyone thought they were going to take the pass rusher from NC State. And the reason I do is because the, the Browns have a couple pass rushers they really like. Obviously, Miles Garrett's one of them. They needed a corner. They needed that shutdown guy. They need their William Jackson. And so the Browns, everyone's sleeping on them. I wouldn't be shocked if they won six or seven games. And we'll have uh, we'll get more info when we do our AFC North Division previews. But it just seems like the Browns are closer now than they've been in quite some time. And if things go okay this year, I could see them returning to the playoffs next season. As soon as next season. That may sound crazy. Who goes to the playoffs first? The Bengals or the Browns? <laughs> I hope it's uh I hope it's the first one, the Bengals. I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening today. Show number four hundred. Let all your Bengals fans, uh, friends that are fans of the Bengals know about this podcast. Please leave a five-star review on iTunes. Follow on Twitter at James Rapine at Locked on Bengals. Subscribe not only on iTunes, but Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, I'm James Rapine. Have a great weekend. Back at it Monday. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked on Bengals podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.